Right, this is episode 67 then. And um, yeah, following straight on from 66 yesterday where me and Pete had an absolute blast catching up on, uh, well, certainly on the start of all the chats that are going to make up what, you know, will probably end end up a, a quite a long series of podcasts. But as I say, we recorded um, the first episode of it yesterday, put it out today, and there's been a great reaction so far. I think there's like nearly 500 players on it already, which is insane for like the first day of putting something out. Um, and that, you know, that reminds me, there's a, a load of new listeners on the podcast, obviously with the gigs and um, socials and things. There's loads more listeners. So thank you so much to to everyone who's just kind of listening to us for the first time, really. And there's, you know, there's uh, 60 well, it was 67 episodes for you to go through. Um, so there's plenty of stuff there to keep you busy. Uh, I have been mad busy today, um, all over socials and try to sort the this web shop out so people can get hold of the t-shirts that were so hard to get hold of at those gigs. I mean, they were sold, they were sold out like uh, at Glasgow, they were coming up to us after about half an hour. And then in, in Leeds, it was a similar thing. Oh yeah. And I was like, what if we only taken buddy one box or something? It's like, no, no, <laughs> we've just, we've sold a lot. Um, so yeah that's been my mission has been making sure that every one of our fans has got a chance to buy one of them shirts man do you know what I mean because people have been sending me uh, messages for months and months and months saying oh is there any kind of web shop or any kind of official merch and yeah. obviously because we've not done anything for 11 years that's hard to get off the ground but off the back of this and we were already working with the merch company and stuff it was you know it just had to kind of line everything up to make sure that everyone's got an opportunity to buy something uh, but that's not going to last forever. So as I, I'd like to reiterate right now, if you want shirts and hats and hoodies or whatever you want, um, get there now, which is uh, www.themusicofficial.com or .co.uk. Take you to the same place. And yeah, that's going to be, you know, that's your chance to get official merch right now. Um, so yeah, get on it. Get on it. That's brilliant. And as uh, like I say, uh, thank you to the new listeners on the podcast as well. And thank you to everyone who's signing up to uh, the mailing list for my new music. Um, as I say, as I keep reiterating on socials, that that is that's my baseline really. Everyone who's signing up, that's giving me an indication of the runs I'm doing and things. Um, so yeah, that's being signed up to my mailing list at adamnutter.com. Scroll down to the bottom, fill in your email, and that's the first place that you're going to be able to get information about when the record is going to be available, the pre-order system. I mean, obviously, it goes without saying I'm going to work out a system where patrons get first dibs on anything and oh, yeah. everything. Patrons get first dibs. So I will say that. But yeah, thank you to everyone who's signing up there. Uh, really excited about getting the first run of vinyls through and talking more about that as um, as time goes on a little bit more past these gigs. Be moving more into my... Um, you know, my, my sort of direct project and stuff. Uh, but there could be other um, things going on. Like I say, I've fucking absolutely flown off my feet today with all this stuff and but interacting on socials as well and just being part of the whole vibe um, um, of euphoria, which is still carrying on through the community. And that's that's what it feels like, man. Do you know, It just feels like a massive community. And that's something that I built with my patron over the last however long Pete I don't know how long I've been doing it but I've built that sense of community there and then obviously that extends out into the music community and then everyone who was there at Temple News and so yes thank you um everyone who's getting involved in all that sort of stuff um you know I've never been one to sort of ram all my stuff down people's throats I'd kind of like I kind of more I've always been just leave it in places and people find it but don't know man it seems that it goes a long way just a little bit of a nudge do you know what I mean not in a fucking obnoxious way uh, although <laughs> buy some fucking t-shirts yeah buy some t-shirts <laughs> <laughs> 
leave it in peace. It's fine, honestly. No, I hadn't set that shop up for no reason. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? I've gone to a lot of trouble and expense to make that stuff available. So yeah, man, fucking yeah. get on it while it's hot. Get well, on it while it's there, man. You know, what's funny about that is it's been, I've seen for years, people hitting you up on Twitter being like, Hey, where can we get those shirts? Where can we get those shirts? But they weren't around. Right. So like, yeah, this is definitely the time, you know, for what it's worth. I went there, I got a couple of shirts. uh, And then when I came home, I had, I had regret. I was like, why didn't I get the hat? And I was like, so yeah. So when I saw that you put the thing up, I'm like, Oh, I'm going back. (laughs) Oh man. I bought two myself. I bought two. I bought two hoodies myself. Definitely. Uh, Like I say, and we're bloody making the fucking things, but absolutely. But how are you doing, man? How how have you been today? I'm I'm doing great, man. I'm loving life. I really enjoyed uh, doing the download of Glasgow. I thought that was like a smooth uh, way to, it just organically became an hour of discussion around Glasgow, which man, we probably could have spent four hours talking about Glasgow, but what a great way to sort of uh, relive that experience. Uh, I've heard a lot of people talking about, you know, it's, it's nice to get that insight from you the perspective of what's going on behind the scenes. And uh, yeah, I thought we should just do this again. And this time maybe talk about, you know, maybe right after Glasgow, like what your thoughts, what yeah, your yeah. takeaways were, yeah, yeah. and then maybe drive on into Temple Newsom and see how far we can get. Absolutely. And it's something fascinating that you've said that I've not really taken into consideration much. I mean, it's always been there and I saw it on, I saw it on Twitter today. I don't know whether you saw it. Uh, someone actually said it's amazing to have heard all the sort of build up to this through the podcast and my videos and learn all the context and then been able to kind of go to those gigs and yeah. I suppose it's like, it's not only what it means to all the fans, but I think maybe like, because people know what it means to us and know what it means to me. Cause obviously I've had all the lads on the podcast and stuff. And, um, and and this podcast is obviously rooted in the music and my experiences in the music and stuff that I've taken forward. But yeah, I think the unique sort of thing that we've got going as me of in the band you as like uh, what did he call you i loved it what did he call you he referred to you as a certain type of fan like oh god i can't remember now who who did it was, this? It was a fuck someone on twitter i don't know it was a word i really liked um but um yeah we just got that great vibe and then people just get so much more insight do you know what i mean just get more people get so much more insight into yeah into the gig and the context surrounding it and all that sort of stuff um yeah, no, I can imagine that as a fan, that's a really unique angle. Oh, yeah. I love the fact that I get to sit here and ask you questions like this. The four of you walk off stage for the, after the first time in 11 years. What was the conversation like? What, what was going on through your minds? Well, I mean, it was weird, really, because I suppose there was so many, there was so many nerves beforehand. And then I don't know if I alluded it to it in the previous episode, but my nerves went in the dressing room. But obviously you're still a bit nervous when you go on stage, but like when everyone started singing that intro, I was just like, oh, fucking hell, like this is, you know, this is going to work to a T. And then as I've said before, one of my things at a gig is when I know it's either going to go well or be difficult is as soon as I start playing and you're like, all right, yeah, okay, that's good. That's good. Let's wait for Phil and Stu to come in. And then Phil and Stu come in and you're like, oh yeah, we're perfect here. And then last last bit is when Rob comes in and at that point you're like, okay. And then Phil, you know, Phil might come in with it, like on the dance, Phil comes in with a bit of cymbals first, don't he? And you're like, yeah, yeah, I can hear your cymbals. I can hear your fucking cymbals. Let's wait, let's wait for that kick drum. Let's wait for that fucking kick drum. I want to, I want to feel that fucking kick drum through the earth. Do you know what I mean? Because Sometimes you expect that. Don't get me wrong, man. Sometimes you're in a gig environment and you expect that and it don't come. Ooh. You have any idea how fucking bad that is or like how, how shit that is. Do you know what I mean? Like you, you, you're ready for it and you're like, fucking, 
Like our yeah. music is so powerful and we're not faking it up there. And I think that's what people connect with. We're not faking. You can't get up there and fake our music. Mm-hmm. And so if you, if I can't hear, if I can't feel that fucking kick drum and that snare isn't like a machine gun through my head, there's a problem. Do you know what I mean? And, and there is times where, where, like I described, you come on and I start playing guitar and like, right, I can hear, I can hear my opening bit of the dance and Phil plays a bit of cymbals and obviously cymbals are really top endy anyway. So that cuts through and you're like, yeah, I can hear cymbals. And then he starts playing kit and he's just like, fucking no. You know, the mic, and you can hear it and you can keep time with it. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. it's still like, it's shit. I can imagine. Do you know what I mean? It, it's like going to watch a film and having it turned all the way down. You're just like, well, I can, I can hear what he's fucking saying, but it's, I'm a bit removed. Do you know what I mean? You lose the immersion. I think yeah. that's what, there it is. There it is right there, man. I, as a musician on the stage in that scenario, lose the immersion. Mm. And you're just like, uh, you know, I'm not referencing an old heater there, by the way. <laughs> Turn immersion off. <laughs> that's a royal family joke. Sorry, never mind, Pete. Um yeah, you lose that. You lose that immersion in the in the fucking rave of it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Otherwise, you just you just stood up there and playing guitar. And it's great, but when the four of us playing, it's louder. We can all hear each other. That's you know, it's like a. I don't know what you. I don't know what you describe it really. Um, describe it as some sort of fucking seance. But it, it, it's so. It, and as I say, anyway. Um, so the point I'm making is that when Phil did start playing the kit properly, it was like being, you know, run over by a steamroller and, nice. and shot violently by a machine gun, at which point you're like, yes, that's what I want. I want that. I, that's that's what I want. Do you know what I mean? I don't, I don't want some, like, little pedestrian musicians, like, you know, I want to fucking fear. I want to fear the sound that is going to come out of them monitors. Do you know what I mean? I, I have to wear earplugs with different DB restrictors in them, um, you know, <laughs> It's a, it, and I'm sure some people would be like, well, why don't you just turn it down? No, no, that's not how it works. You know what I mean? Air pressure and fucking sound moving through the air has a certain impact. And yeah, you can take the top end of it so it doesn't leave you deaf when you're getting into your 50s, but you still get that raw power when you've got that massive volume and it's crucial. Nice. I find that, I mean, you know, too much is too much. I'm going on about this too much, but I'm basically saying, yeah, Phil started playing Kit in the Dance and at that point you were like, right, fucking hell. That's easy. And I suppose if I want to get into it in a, all right, let's fucking do it. Why not? So like, um, and I'll reiterate again, thank you so much to my patrons for buying me that Kemper, which is effectively what my patrons did. They bought me that Kemper and it is fucking, um, oh God, like I cannot describe how easy that Kemper made this whole process. And I was terrified of getting everything programmed and making sure everything were perfect. Cause I'm a perfectionist yeah. and I get really fucking mad if it doesn't sound right. And like, uh, you know, even when I'm tweaking at home, you're like, I think that sounds right, but actually getting it on a stage, getting it plugged up in front of house and everything going through that fucking hell. It sounds so fierce, especially on stuff like freedom fighters and going through my bloody cab that I had behind me. It just sounds amazing. Sorry. Mm. I'm on one here. I know, I know I am. It doesn't matter. Um, but, um, so anyway, yeah, I suppose the only other thing that were left to stress me at that point is uh, I was meant to organize uh, my Kemper, all the patches and stuff, because I don't want to get too boring, but you, you know, you store loads of different types of sounds in the Kemper and then you put them in order. You put them in the order you want them. Yeah. Um, and obviously when you're doing a set, you put them in convenience order, you know, like one, two, three in the order of the set. So you don't have to tap dance like Michael Flatley. Unlike me, you see, I don't think that far ahead. Although all the time I was thinking that far ahead, but I'm another one of them people as well that if someone's working amazing, if something is working amazing, be it 
something analog, something machine, something digital. If it's working amazing, I won't let anyone touch it. Yeah. I fucking won't let anyone touch it. And someone will be like, well, I just want to check something. Oh, I don't give a fuck. They're like, no, I'll go in and I'll change it and I'll change it right back. And obviously in my brain, I'm like, no, because it will be different. And even if it won't, my brain will trick me into the fact that it's different. And then you're going to have to pay for that because <laughs> I'm the one that's no longer going to believe it's the same, even though I know it fucking is. Yeah. But if my brain convinces me it's not, you've got fucking no chance of convincing me it is. Do you know what I mean? Dude, I could drink a glass of milk and love it. And if somebody says, ooh, is that sour? Uh, I can't touch it after that. Forget it. I've no, <laughs> You've ruined it. I, there's no way I could drink it. I mean, I exactly. haven't had a glass so, of milk in about 10 years, but you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. So I was like that with the, the get I had it all dialed in. And I suppose another aside is when I actually got into programming the Kemper, it was a fucking dream and it was really easy. But I did have lads working with me who knew what they were doing. You know, I had to, with the crew and that's what I was praying all the time. I was like, this thing's amazing, man. And I know how to work it a bit, but I don't know how to fully work it. You know, I need some lads who know how to get into the brain and just, yeah. you know, do things a bit simpler. But anyway, I'm making this too long-winded. Back to my original question. No, no, no. I'm finished. I'm fucking finished what I'm saying yet. Motherfucker. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So the last thing that was remaining of any stress for me on stage at Glasgow was tap dancing my way through the presets because I've stood there, I think like 10 minutes before thinking, fuck me. I know that the patch I need for bank one is actually on bank 10. So I need to start on bank 10 and then tap me way down to bank one, <laughs> go through to the third patch, tap that. And then fucking make sure that that's lined up when I do the switch from the other one. And like that, that's the sort of shit that I should have been, but I should have just set everything up in order. But I got to a point where Tom, the tech were just like, do you want me to, you know, put the set list in order and stuff in the camper? And I was like, no, no, fucking leave it. It's perfect. Just, just, just don't change anything. Don't change anything. I'd rather tap dance than yeah. fucking have a pain in the ass there. But that was the only thing was, um, making sure I got patch changes right and stuff like that. But no one fucking, no one's going to notice that nope. stuff. But that is the stuff that I noticed. But anyway, anyway, before I fucking digress too much. So because them things went smooth, I had a, we had a brilliant time on stage. I could see that Rob was having a brilliant time on stage. And as I think I said in the earliest dev episodes or even the earliest videos, we have a good time when Rob does. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it don't work if, well, I say Rob, it don't work if any one of us are not having a good time. It doesn't work. But obviously, especially Rob, my uh my favorite part of glasgow uh with rob was when uh you guys were playing take the long road and uh it gets to the chorus for the first time and the crowd is just getting ready to start chanting it and and rob says i've been waiting a long time for this yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then everybody just started screaming it that was like uh, that was so cool it was a, it was a cool oh, man, fucking cold cold don't even touch it yeah. cold don't even touch it i know i've watched the same video i've watched them over and over again i'm still reliving it i'm reliving it like a fan just as much as any of any any anyone else's do you know what i mean and if i could have been out there fucking in the pit i probably wouldn't man it's probably a step too far i probably wouldn't have been in the pit but <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying man like um fucking where was that but yeah uh that moment was amazing there's a full of those amazing moments where people just connected with the songs oh christ and that reminds me the fucking set list honestly like I haven't seen one comment about the set list. I just thought I was going to get so many. Oh, well, where were that? And where were this? And where were they? Oh, no, actually, I tell a lie. There was one. Rick McNamara. What the fuck happened to fire? <laughs> you can fucking, you can trust the wasp to come buzzing over. And it, what, what happened to fire, mate? Why do you play fire? <laughs> I didn't get to see Rick. I was looking forward to meeting him. Oh man, yeah, he was a cluster. I mean, you know, part of my friend Jim and I swear all the time on this podcast, but he was a cluster fuck backstage at Leeds. But anyway, where were we? We were talking about Glasgow, weren't we? And um, yeah, Rob 
I've been waiting a long time for this. And then that crowd singing that chorus, fucking fierce. Absolutely fit. And like inconceivable odds as well. Have you seen the video for that? Oh, Just fucking he, spine he tingling, caressed man. your cheek. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, man, fucking hell. What are you? That was nice. It just, it was amazing. Amazing. And it's difficult to watch that back. And what's really odd as well is like when we did, how many times have we practiced inconceivable odds for those gigs? I'm going to surprise you. Or maybe I'm not. I think we practiced inconceivable odds for those gigs. I think we played it six, seven times. Wow. Maximum. Wow. I don't think, I don't think we, I mean, Rob might correct me, although he probably won't. His memory is nowhere near as good as mine. He'd admit that anyway, but um, I, don't, I don't think we played it any more than six or seven times. And every time it was like, yeah, do you know what I mean? It's not quite. And then in Glasgow, we played it and I was like, fuck me, this just all of a sudden feels completely locked in. And like the banter, honestly, like the fucking banter that me and Rob have had over that song has been hilarious because we, we didn't use any clicks or anything. Do you know what I mean? There was no click for tempo or for any reference like that. We just, we were doing it totally like free. And the whole time, like in rehearsals, Rob's like, right, tap your foot, tap your foot. So I've got time. Yeah. And we'll just lock, tap your foot. And I'm fucking playing and I suddenly look at Rob and he's looking right panicked and pointing at my foot. And I'm like, why, why the fuck is he pointing at my foot? Oh shit, I meant to be fucking tapping it. Luckily, this is in practice. That is just me though. That is what fuck. Honestly, I couldn't climb a mountain. Me, I'd be fucked. I'd forget to. I forget to hold on. Do you know what I mean? I'd just because because so a fucking bird would fly past or somewhere. I'm like, oh look at that. And I just let go. Honestly, fucking. So I'm 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 playing guitar and tapping my foot. Obviously, being the root of the song that Robbie's getting his timing off. And I just fucking stop tapping and start looking over there somewhere. And he's tapping on my shoulder, going fucking foot. Oh shit! Sorry, mate. Start tapping again. And then I think it were I think it were Glasgow. Um, when we actually did the gig, I noticed that he didn't look at me foot at all, and I, and I went fucking hell, all that all that shit about me tapping. You never even looked at me foot. He went, you fucking <laughs> wasn't even tapping it. There were no point looking at your foot. And I was like, oh shit, I forgot again. Fuck me. Like you cannot trust me to be the, the the you know the rhythm master. Honestly, there needs to be someone else in charge of. I can keep time like any motherfucker, but I, I forget. I, I forget that I am. Showing someone else the time, do you know? You know what I mean. I forget that I'm really, I'm I'm uh, keeping time for someone else. So <laughs> that 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 led to some fucking hilarious banter, and there was some more banter from production rehearsals that most people would probably find stupid. But it's fucking how we used to pass the time, and it would appear it's exactly how we pass the time now. But we can talk about that. We can kind of do a bit do a bit of a rewind at some point. Uh, but where were I? Um, yeah, inconceivable odds. That was just spine tingling. Um, so it came off really well in rehearsals once, and that was the video that I put out on Twitter. Do you know what I mean? And it yeah. sounded really good. It sounded really good there because we've been messing with the keys as well, like um, trying it lower and stuff, because obviously as Rob's getting older, obviously naturally your voice um, goes a bit lower, obviously, so we, yeah. to make it more comfortable for Rob's, um, how he pitches now we sort of reduce the key but I don't know man I just think we 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 all of a sudden hit on um, like the perfect tempo for it and the perfect key and like especially for Rob's voice because Rob just seemed to sing it with so much character at Glasgow and Leeds which I hadn't necessarily heard him do quite in the same way and like I don't know like I was going to just play acoustic and then I was like no man like it, it needs to it needs to feel dreamier than that. But I think that all, that gave Rob a bed to really express himself as well. I mean, any musician will know that if, you, if you've just got an acoustic and a vocal, even if you've got a bit of delay on the vocal, there's still a lot of fucking space. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot yeah. of there's a lot of space to highlight the fact that you can't fucking sing. But obviously, we're, we're blessed with the fact that Rob can sing. Right. But 
even Rob has, um, you know, anxieties regarding that. So if you've got a nice dreamy soundscape that's a bit more wetter, as we'd say, no jokes, please. But do you know what I mean? It, um, it enables you to to project your voice more because there's more room for error, I guess you could say. And that, that's not a that's a confidence thing, not an ability thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because listen to him when he's got that confidence. You know, even if he's singing a bit lower, it's still fucking amazing. And oh, yeah. the songs, they, it doesn't take anything from the songs. The song's still connecting exactly the same way. No, it sounded, um, it sounded, and the ethereal sound just really made it sound so yeah, great. It, yeah. it, was, it was like an experience watching that. Like, it was really, really good. I really, it felt even like the it, lights, man. the way they lit up just half the stage. There was so many details. Yeah. It was, that was, well, that was but, really cool to see. And that's another point to make is the, the 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 crew and the engineers and especially the lighting guys. Everyone really, you can't you can't pinpoint just one person. But if you take into consideration how much, how much anything takes as practice, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Especially when you are when you are programming lights yourself and you're doing it to a band that you've never been out with before. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Fair enough. You get you get tracks and you can put your, your light design together and stuff. But to actually do it over two gigs that good. And like have that many ideas and turn inconceivable odds into what they did, and a lot of the time it was really simple stuff. But fucking that that brought so much to the experience, absolutely unbelievable um, delights on it. And yeah, so I'm I'm, I'm running away myself with myself yeah. here, but yeah, odds was odds was spectacular. But let's get to all right. So yeah, let's get to. Go on, go on, Pete. Ask the fucking question. Go I was going to say we're we're twenty five minutes into the into the Temple Newsome episode and we haven't left Glasgow. <laughs> and that's all right. I don't give a fuck. Um, so I was I was going to go somewhere else then. Yeah. So that was something that was interesting as well. The fact that we never done encores in this country. I don't think we've did we do it at Leeds? Did we do it at the Last Dance? Maybe we did, but yeah, think- the encore was was like that was really cool as well because it just gave us a chance. To, to get together before it was over and just go fucking hell. Do you know yeah. what I mean? This is this has gone better than we fucking thought it was. And like we're not like that. It's not we don't do that. We don't. Yeah. You know, we just kind of all went there and just look looking at each other with a fucking smile and that. And Rob just came up to me at Glasgow because I were at the top of steps. Rob just came up and we're like, uh, we'll have to see how it goes. Yeah, see how it goes. Inconceivable odds. I'm like. Oh, do you want to ditch it? He's like, no, no, we'll do it. Just just see how it goes. And I'm like, oh, fucking hell, I'm sure it'll go fine, man. And then he fucking just gets out there and does that. <laughs> and just like, yeah, man, you, yeah. you fucking, yeah, that's, yeah, that's absolutely amazing. And then obviously we did the people, didn't we? And then walls at the end and the people went off mega. I don't know, have we even talked about bleed, the drum bits and stuff? We talked about, ah, fucking hell, I don't know. We'll have to, we're flying all over the place here, but it don't matter. Yeah. So yeah, good. when we... The drums, by so, the yeah, way, well, we should we should touch a little bit on those drums because that was amazing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were just killing it on them drums, man. Like, uh, obviously, Stu hitting them over there, you know, and then uh, and then switching back to you. That always a always a highlight of that show is seeing seeing the drum bit. But yeah, that that went off without a hitch, man. That that was what was like hitting those drums. Oh man, fucking, I love that bit. Um, but the, yeah, that was something that we a lot of thought went into this time although much to my uh what's the word i was a bit nervous about it me because what we did before we all knew and it worked and stew stew i mean stew is a drummer at heart you know i mean stew yeah. loves playing drums and i you know stew was like well i'd like to play a full kit on bleed and we, we you know you're like whatever yeah sounds great and like the more you the more time goes on you're more like well 
where's the second drum kit going to go? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? That means we're then going to have to mic up a second drum kit and all, all kinds of logistical shit. And I'm oh, like, yeah. oh God, is, is, is that going to work? And uh, over time, Stu and Phil were just, would we'll, we'll be working on little bits and me and Robert hear it and we'd be like, yeah, you know, and it sounded like it was coming along. But yeah, it that was another thing where um, the first day of production rehearsals, when we actually played that properly, their drum beat were just great. And I just was able to do what I always did. Um, you know, they just made it, they've made it more interesting and more dynamic and Stu's brought more to it. And it was just a little, something a little bit different. And, and but yeah, I love smacking them drums. Usually I try and snap the drumsticks, but... Um, you should have thrown well, the drumsticks. <laughs> Well, that, that's dangerous, man, and it's fucking waste of money. I want to play. No, I need them for the next show. <laughs> Ooh, so I, you're I, saying not, there's a next yeah. show? <laughs> no, that, because that was in Barrowland. I'm talking ah. about Barrowland. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I'm not wasteful like that. It's fucking drumsticks. It'd be about fucking 25 quid them or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, yeah, that was that was great, as it always was. People yeah. love that, but it's always a spectacle. Um, but yeah, I suppose coming off stage properly was... I don't it's just... Such a well, I suppose at first, I don't know, man. How do you describe that? A massive mixture of emotions. Cause I'd say relief that it had gone so well, but then it was tinged with uh well, you know, sort of sadness that it was over, but not an overriding sort of sadness, but just like in the back of my mind, it was like, Well, that's the, the you know, the first half kind of done. Yeah. Um it felt like it was five but, minutes. Yeah, it w- and I knew that would be the case. And everyone said that to me. Everyone like I was supposed to, you know, I expressed how, in fact, how nervous. I'd be like, look, if you're not careful, you won't even remember you were fucking there. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, you need to open your eyes during that show and really take it in. And that's what I try to do as much as I can. I mean, I, said, I think I said yesterday that I, the, I, the way I play, I kind of need to look at things because I'm all over the place and... Yeah, don't know. I I always feel like as a side as a side note. I don't know if I said this before, but as a side note, I always felt that when we play those three guys, those three guys have a dynamic while we play that I've never been involved in. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Those three guys have a level of banter and dynamic when we play that not only have I never been involved in, I didn't even know it existed until I I think starting to watch these fucking videos or watching anything back you know what i mean because i just get so lost in my own world i mean back in the day i had fucking ridiculous long air anyway yeah and when you sat down when you sat down at practice just with your head over and you're playing guitar you don't see it you don't see anything around you, you don't see the subtle um body language banter oh, yeah. they're you know they're not talking to each other they're just I, I don't know i don't know um oh, i can tell you one don't know for, where that i can tell you one for sure there's one like uh for take the long road and uh there's this one part at the uh drums um where phil you know like uh she said she didn't said oh, so she said she didn't and there's this one part where he hits the drum and, and he kind of tilts his head and every time phil looks at him and tilts his head as well oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. kind of like this little like uh yeah it, that's it what looks I'm like an inside joke you know it looks fun yeah that, that's that's exactly what i'm saying that's exactly what i'm saying that those are the sorts of things that i I'm, I'm always concentrating so much that i don't always pick up on to be honest yeah, yeah. it's so cool so cool to see so yeah after the gig and we went back into the dressing room and it was just um like i say it was it was relieved and it, it was it went so well, uh, tinged with a bit of sadness that the first bit of it were over, but it was just slipping back into that same, um, I don't know, man, like there's an amazing calm in a dressing room after one of our gigs. And I don't think I've really been in any other band's dressing room directly after a show to know if it's any different, but I think ours is really calm. 
Do you know what I mean? We play like we do and it's raucous as fucking, you know, we're relatively quiet people, although I'm not always quiet, let's be fair, but we're relatively quiet people. So, you know, we just kind of come off the, come off stage and yeah. everyone sits down and gets a beer and gets a water and hugs and, you know, says that was, a, I, it, don't get me wrong, that coming off stage there was like, a lot more special than just coming off randomly in the middle of a tour. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Off a, off a stage. That obviously meant so much more and you could take so much more of it in and uh, not take it for granted. And I think one thing that I always used to do is like, as soon as we got off stage, I'd disappear. Literally. I'd dis- I don't know how many times I've said this or if I have, I'm sure I have. Like we'd play, come off stage and I'd just go have a joint on my own straight away. Only for like 15, 20 minutes. But, that sort of energy straight after stage, I always used to just go sit on my own for a bit and then come back. But yeah, it was different just sitting with everyone straight after and both managers, just like old times. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not even sure it would have been quite as good as it was if either one of the managers weren't there because they they both bring a very different energy and dynamic. Like Tim and Tony are two very different people, yeah. very different professionally. I would have got very different opinions, which you know has led to them having disagreements and things. But in terms of the music and our gang and our dynamic, those two fit into it uh, perfectly. So yeah, coming off, coming off stage and sitting down with everyone were just brilliant, nice and calm. And um, yeah, you know, you just kind of sit and drink it in, I suppose, which mm. is another phrase I fucking don't like, just like unpacking thoughts and things. I don't like that phrase, but there's not really many other... I'm trying to think exactly. I mean, I don't know if I said yesterday, but the promoter came in the dressing room after Glasgow and he was fucking absolutely blown away. Um, yeah. And I don't know. I've lived long enough to know when someone's either blowing smoke up your ass or they're genuinely impressed. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I've seen enough promoters come into enough dressing rooms with a bottle of whiskey and go, yeah, well played, lads. Thanks for making me fucking a few, whatever. Do you know what I mean? But this guy was, was you know, this guy was genuinely like, that was fucking mind-blowing. Thank you. Do you know what I mean? You're like, that's why we it, do it, man? That it really fucking was. reaction is why we do it. It really was. There was an electricity in in, in Barrowlands that I I don't I don't think I've seen many uh, environments like that in my life. I tell you, <laughs> I've seen a lot of concerts. I, I've seen a lot. I wasn't lying. I wasn't lying when I paid about no, Barrowlands. No, and I tell you as well. I tell you before we, before we came on, uh, people were sending me a few pictures of the crowd and stuff, and I'm thinking, oh man, I hope like Pete doesn't go fucking. It was nothing. Do you know what I mean? What were you mourning about? Uh, and like, as soon as it, you know, when we really started playing, though, I was like, oh yeah, he fucking knows now. <laughs> he knows that he's been fairly warned. Bloody hell. Uh, yeah, the, like you said, the I mean, I know, like you say, we were supposed to. I'm sure yesterday was supposed to be Glasgow and today we're supposed to talk about Leeds but there's so fucking much to talk about and it crosses yeah. over and shit anyway no one's gonna fucking mind it crosses over anyway do you know what I mean like the the whole narrative of it and but yeah I'm 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 loving giving people this level of insight and look I'm that kind of person that when I love something I fucking love sharing it with someone I, everyone knows that everyone knows that something that's amazing is even more amazing when you share it with someone else and yeah can you so can you imagine like this on this scale? Like it's I mean the element, do you know what I mean? I'm fucking loving it. There's I don't know, it's just fucking it's a great time for me to be alive, I have to say, right now. Oh yeah. Uh, it, I don't know, it's like being recharged by the some fucking mystical pool. Do you know what I mean? That you take a swimming or something and you're like, Oh yeah, fucking hell. I've got like twenty years of prime life back in me now. Do you know what I mean? Just like a shot, like mm-hmm. a, a fucking real shot in the in your life not not only in your arm yeah 
in in uh, in all, that, that sort of goes into every every aspect of your, your of your character and personality and fucking use it, man. It's foundations, but yeah, so, yeah, fucking absolute blast. Anyway, so sitting in that Glasgow dressing room, and I think I spoke about this yesterday. I hope I, I apologize, everyone, if I've just repeated the whole episode again from yesterday. I don't <laughs> think I have. Um, but yeah, there was you know I, again I want to go out and meet people, but again it's like you know lad, but then videos that you were sending me, it's like fuck me, I might you know like I'd love to go out and sign some stuff out there, but they might they might accidentally just knock me off. <laughs> Do you know I might accidentally be on the floor with a broken arm with someone goes shit, sorry mate, I only tried to shake your hand. <laughs> Honestly, it was proper carnage out there. But yeah, after that man, we just went back to the hotel and just like I had a had a chilled night. Do you know what I mean? Especially that was the last thing I wanted to do. It's like, right, I do. I mean, actually, this is exactly what happened. But this is the last thing I wanted to do was stay up till four or five in the morning and then go, right, okay, well, that's going to, you know, that I've got Temple News in the next day. So yeah. I tried to keep, I tried to keep it real low key um, after Glasgow. I'd have loved to have let my hair down, so to speak, even though I ain't got any anymore. But like I said yesterday, I'd have loved to come across into that bar and had a few drinks and just taking some pictures and sign stuff for people and talk oh, yeah. to people about the podcast. I, like I, You got all that, you fucker. I, I missed did. all that. Oh, and I, 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 I tell you what, I really regret that. I really regret not going out and sort of talking to people about the podcast like with you and stuff. Um, you know, listen to me. I told you before you even started this gig, we were going to spend one day where we meet with everybody and we do a little podcast. Okay, there's no, there was no time to listen to you, motherfucker. There was, you are clueless. You fucking hell. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Listen, you motherfucker. If you'd have done your original plan and come for God, you were coming for fucking two weeks or eight, at least a good chunk of time where I could have become a normal human and then gone, right, let's podcast. Not when I'm fucking like on a bus traveling down from Leeds when I've had no fucking sleep. Do you know what I mean? Getting back to Leeds and you're like, oh, you're driving into the center of Leeds now. And like, forget fucked for real, man. I've just driven down from Glasgow in a fucking splitter all day. I am not getting in my car and driving into the center of town doing a podcast now. I'm going to fucking sit on the sofa and do sweet fuck all. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And that's terrible as well. Cause I'm like, oh man, do you know what I mean? This guy's come over from fucking um, South Carolina. <laughs> Bullshit. Oh. Bastard. <laughs> I did that on purpose, Pete. I, I literally did. did that on purpose because you got so arsed last time. Oh, I know you did. <laughs> this I know guy you has did. come over from South Carolina, for God's sake. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I cannot just sit here in my house and be comatose as I am, but... Shame. I, I managed to get recharged that night because, like I said, the fucking night after Glasgow, that was a fucking mare as well. I didn't sleep then particularly, but... Anyway, 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 after ribbing you about where you leave, even though I fucking, I've never been there, it's just to piss you off. It's fine. It's fine. Where the fuck were we anyway? I'm all over the place here. Help me, Pete. Save me. Yeah. So yeah, you had regret that we, you didn't come and, uh, and, and meet with everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. There were a lot well, of great conversations. I mean, a lot of folks, I wish I could somehow, and I did capture a couple, but I really wish I could just like transfer all the conversations I had because there was so many, so many great people that just, uh, and they all had very different stories about their, their experience with, with you, with the music, with the podcast, uh, what they love. And, uh, and, and it was all positive, man. I, I wish I could, I kid you not at least 150 people, uh, just yeah. with massive love. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, and I did capture a couple, but not even, not even close, man. But yeah, we just had such a good time. I mean, before the gig, after the gig, uh, the next day, like, yeah, it was just, uh, man, the whole time I was there, I felt like there wasn't a time when I wasn't meeting with somebody, uh, and talking yeah. to them about all the stuff that you guys have done. So it was just like a oh, big love fest. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Even in the first night in Glasgow, you know what I mean? I came and saw you, and then I left about half ten, and I'm like, oh, what are you doing? You're getting your head down. He was like, no, I'm off to meet someone. I'm like, oh, fucking hell, you're cheating on me. Who the fuck are you cheating on me with? Fucking hell. <laughs> not in that sense, you know, just like, you know. You yeah. know. So you fucking, you were off meeting someone else for a pint, weren't you? After you'd, after you'd had a pint with me, you had a oh, scheduled yeah. pint with someone else. Fucking Pete here and his scheduled fucking pints. Jesus yeah. Christ. Well, that's the funny Honestly, thing. Honestly, you'll, you'll, you'll know more about me than I bloody do at this rate. <laughs> I've got you, I've got you, and, and you know what I mean? That's the thing is I, I've got you to relay all this, all these stories and stuff. But yeah, it, it, don't get me wrong. There's no way I, I, I'm too fucking shy in that. Do you know what I mean? It would have been yeah. a bit much for me, especially when I had to focus on getting on stage. Yeah. But there is a, there, I do, I do regret not meeting more fans sure. and especially more fans of the podcast. It's funny though, meeting folks from Twitter, you know, it's like I met up with a guy named Giant Frying Pan and you know, you don't know their real name. And so you meet up with someone like, hello, Giant Frying Pan. <laughs> like it's just so, like, <laughs> everybody has like their own little Twitter handle and it's like, hello, uh, Coil. You know, it's, it's just crazy. You know, it's just, uh, that was funny. But uh, yeah, it's still, still a great time catching up with everybody. Yeah, man, absolutely. So yeah, of some of the conversations I had, and, and a lot of them were at Temple News of them, and a lot of conversations happened in Barrowlands as well. But one, there were several, but I'll share one with you real quick since we've only got a little time left on this episode. But you may remember this, you may not, but there was a time when we were getting ready to do a podcast and uh, <laughs> and uh, we were just getting ready to record. I actually, so I set up the Zoom and, uh, and I went to go get a drink and I come and I sit back down and there's somebody else on the on the Zoom and it wasn't you. I was like, who is this dude? On the I actually sent the link accidentally to one of the folks in the <laughs> in the patrons and uh, he had a really funny story uh his, his version of that was actually pretty funny uh his name is andy and so he, here's his uh little tidbit about that experience with uh not only the music but uh the music and more podcasts here's andy yo so i was i was just finished working and i just got a tweet from none other than the world famous pete fletcher i've been chatting to pete just a few days beforehand because his daughter is coming to madrid and I live in Madrid, so why not? You know, I send you some tips, send him some tips. He's like, ah, oh, this is great, this is great, this is great. But then Pete tweeted me a Zoom link. Now, I work in Zoom all the time, so I knew what it was. I'm like, okay, I want to click this. I know what I'm going to expect. I think I know what I'm going to expect. I'm going to see Pete. I clicked it, I just saw an empty chair. <laughs> with the ornaments in his old house the ornaments in the background but I knew you know this empty chair it was familiar to me so I just waited and waited <laughs> and then I saw none other than Pete come in I don't know it was a little bit flustered I think and say you're not Adam <laughs> I think at that moment Adam then came in he came in so I was just gobsmacked. I was just sat back and thinking, I have Pete and Adam here. I don't know why I'm here. Is this some kind of exclusive act? Did I sign up to something? Some um, Not one-on-one, two-on-one? It was, uh, yeah, I inadvertently went into your podcast. I don't know what number it was. You've done 65 today to this day. There's a lot. I've listened to every single one on my dog walks, on every walk, and um, Appreciate it was that. a privilege, to, no problem, it was a privilege to actually be an intruder in one of your podcasts. <laughs> Open door policy, you're always welcome. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, that is that, is that Andy Chung? That's him, yeah. 
Oh man, that is a fucking great little story. Oh, love Andy Chung. Um, yeah, great guy, man. But that's yeah. That honestly, that I, all I know. I walk into a fucking. I walk into. I walk into here and sit down, and he's fucking zooming with some other bloke. So again, I'm like, it's fucking cheating on me. Who the fuck is this guy? Is that, oh, he's one of your patrons. Oh. Oh, all right, well, that, I suppose that makes it a bit better. <laughs> what the fuck is eating? Who then you're podcasting with him? Fuck off. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that was funny. But, yeah, uh, man, uh, I do remember that. I do remember thinking, well, we've got a guest. Uh, what? I don't, what? What's going on? <laughs> going on yeah. uh but yeah you had uh, you had sent the um the invite out yeah to the wrong <laughs> yeah 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 for sure so, so many clips so many great people met some dudes from kent uh and this one guy had something pretty funny to say i'll figure i'd share this one as well take a listen so yeah so i got drawn in by the music first off by the incredible artwork on uh take the long road and walk it the single and then the album and just drawn in the music Seeing them at the Astoria and some really small intimate shows in London was, was just incredible. Watching them grow on the second album. But for me, what, what stuck the test of time is just the quality of their music, including the B-sides. And the master plan can fuck off, because the best album, best B-sides album of all time is my little music album called Jag Tunes, the B-sides. And it, the master plan can get to fuck. <laughs> Oh, that was so funny. Yeah, um, I, I, I don't. It's it's it, it's really hard to explain, and I still don't think any of us appreciate it. And I think that's maybe. I think I said it before. I think that's maybe what makes us what we are. The fact that we don't. We, that there are all these people from different parts of the world that have all got life affirming experiences attached not only to our shows yep. but the you know the fucking vibrations that through the air that come out of the stereo when they put our records on and um I, I i truly don't think that's ever something that is sunk in with us um and i really don't think it ever will and like i say i, I can't help but think that there is something in that 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 makes us what we was and Still, I don't know, still able to sort of get on that stage and uh, sort of show the same level of love for each other. And like where some bands, you know, our tour manager that we're working with has been, I won't, tell, I won't say the name of the band, but he's been working with the band. And he's like, literally, my job is keeping those two separate. That's all the fucking job is. Uh, the rest of it's easy. I have to keep these two separate. They cannot meet. They literally cannot meet. It's my, it's my life keeping them separate and making sure their eyes don't meet, even though they've got to go on the same stage. Wow. That's a shame. So yeah, do you know what I mean? Like we, we don't have any of that. We just, but it, it, it's, it's, I don't know. It's fucking, I, 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 I wish I had the word. I often have loads of different words. I've never found the way to describe how it feels when you listen to sound bites like that and listen like, um, or even like Andy there, like, Oh, you know, I'm, on the, I'm in the podcast or whatever. Like, you know, I, mean, I know it means a lot to me and you, but yeah, it's when you it's when you start to think, well, what this means this means something to other people too. Do you know what I mean? Like that. I think anyone with any true humility struggles to swallow that and yeah. swallow it in a sense. Swallow it in a sense where you learn to weaponize it anyway. Do you know what I mean? Which I think a lot of people do. Do you know what I mean? You you learn to weaponize that. Um, I don't know what you call it really. I, I mean, I'm talking about within yourself. Do you know what I mean? Basically, make yourself a prick. Do you know what I mean? Get too big head, big big headed, but. We've never had that. Maybe maybe we needed more of that. Maybe we fucking needed more of that. 
Maybe that's what we lacked. Because as much as, like, I don't know, whenever whenever anyone calls me a rock star, it makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. I was in, I, I, you know, in a band or, like, I'm a musician or whatever, but if someone calls me a rock star, like, Liam Gallagher's a rock star. Do you know what I mean? Fucking, oh, yeah, fair enough, Pete. You know what I'm saying, though? You know, like, Dave Grohl, Dave Grohl's a fucking rock star. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, he's it's, it's shaking his head now, everyone. Just let me, just let me assure the listening public... After that second name, Pete Fletcher is now shaking his head in, I mean, nodding his head in absolute fucking acknowledgement. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, and I don't, I don't want to fucking drawn on about it too much, but yeah, I mean, well, I love dude. listening to those clips and hearing the, um, hearing what we fucking mean to people. Oh yeah. Dude, the recurring you thing know, I heard a- from people was that they, you know, these guys, they weren't trying to be anything other than someone like me wearing the same clothes, had the same, you know, came from the same area and, uh, and they just happened to be extremely talented. And, uh, and that just resonated with so many people because you guys were, you emulated what they were. Uh, and, mm. and it just, you know, and that, that was really powerful. So I think you guys, without even trying to just created this energy and this, this connection with people in, 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 you know, in that area area that just was you know it's hard to compare yeah it's almost like being a being a rock star or whatever you need to be like a certain type of person to really take advantage of it do you know what i mean and you can i'm not saying that in any positive or negative context i'm just saying it yeah do you know what i mean and that um i i don't know i've always been too too introvert i'm not a fucking rock star like i say not a rock star i don't have that i don't have that i'm too fucking sensible (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, does any fucking rock star go look at the percentages and the bottom lines after every gig? Do you know what I mean? That's what I fucking do. I'm straight over to merch store. What you sold? What's that? What you know? Where? We, I don't. You know? That's what I'm not. I'm not. I'm not there. Yeah, I'll have a smoke afterwards and a drink, but I don't have a self-destruct thing. Me. Do you know what I mean? I'm rock stars throw their drumsticks into the audience. <laughs> they don't say it's twenty yeah, quid. <laughs> fucking take someone's eye out. Then you have some bastard trying to sue you in this day and age. You fucking took my eye out. You with that drumstick? <laughs> Fuck off. Never even met you. Jesus Christ. Honestly, I tell you what. If you could get done for stuff like that, we'd get really done for what we did in Berlin that time. In fact. I can't tell that story. Never mind. Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> I can't. I can't tell that story on the podcast. Where were we? Oh yeah, the sort of um, what makes us what we are and the rock star thing. And yeah, I remember when I was swimming in the in the years where I wasn't doing any music again in limbo in no man's land. When I was swimming and all the people that I swim with, um, just you know didn't know anything about that and then i got talking to one of the guys and he kind of spread the word with the rest of them and the next time i went back they're all like you're you're a rock star do you know what i mean and it literally kind of made me feel a bit uncomfortable because it's like well i i i i I don't feel like one not not at the moment do you know what i mean like fucking i i just don't feel like one but yeah and i never i never have and that's probably what makes us what we are anyway i've droned on about that long enough Pete, say something Yeah, well, man, I know that we had planned originally to uh, transition to to Temple Newsom, but I don't think that's going to be a plan that works out well. No. Uh, because honestly, everything that we talked about here was really fascinating. Uh, hearing that that insight into what goes on backstage, uh, sharing some of the thoughts from the fans. Uh, yeah, I I, uh, I think this is all quality stuff. And yeah, you know, we'll, we'll, there's plenty of uh, plenty of podcasting to do in the future that we can cover Super. a lot of different areas. And uh, I, I've gotten some fan questions submitted from various folks uh awesome if in fact you have other questions folks feel free to hit me up on twitter uh and send in questions and i'd be happy to get them in front of adam uh but yeah other than that man yeah it's just been uh what what a week definitely core memories were created that uh, i will never forget for sure absolutely 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 
Absolutely. So, yeah, on, on that note, as Fletch says, there's plenty, you know, we don't want to make this too long. We'll cut it into other episodes. I don't know when this one will go out. I might get trigger fingery and put this one out early too. Who knows? I imagine we'll have quite a few coming up behind this one though but yeah as pete says just to reiterate again uh, i'm still fucking buzzing still fucking buzzing and i'm now going to be going back to twitter and making sure that everyone's getting the fucking t-shirts and that people know the size guys like people are asking me like the sizes you know what i mean it's like fucking i got to, to come up with a tape measure i want to come up with a tape measure anyway uh, so yeah i'm gonna go back to twitter now and chat to people make sure that that's all going well but yes Thank you um, so much to all the listeners and there's people who've been listening to this since episode one. Thank you so much. Uh, but yeah, and, and welcome and thank you to, to all the new listeners as well. And um, yeah, and hope to keep you along the journey as we keep talking about this stuff and into my new um, projects and stuff like that. So yeah, before I just keep talking even more and more and more, I'm going to leave it there and say thank you very much and we'll speak to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Right, so this is episode 67, although the amount of times I've done this intro, I think it's fucking 6912 or something <laughs> like that. Honestly, we have tried to record the start of this so many times, but it, it don't matter. It's absolutely fine. But yeah, this is this. Oh, fucking hell, that's picking me off. <laughs>